you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and it is the most favorite day of the week. It is Friday. It's my favorite day, not because it's Friday in the weekend, but because it's Unique Leaders Live. And I love bringing my guests to you. Their stories not only resonate with me, but I know they resonate with you as well. It is an opportunity to glean this information to see yourself in these stories. Please share this out. Go to all your social media platforms and share, 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 because this story of Lisa Patrick will absolutely really make a difference in your life and certainly other people that you know. Also go to YouTube. It is live there. You can always go back to it. There are many, many Unique Leaders live uh, st- segments and stories that, I, again, will I know will resonate with you. So Tuesday, this will also be on all the podcasting platforms. So you'll be able to work out, take your walks, do whatever, and listen to Lisa Patrick's story. So please share this out because it truly will make a difference and will give hope and infinite possibilities. As my book says, it's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. So without further ado, I would love to have you meet my guest today on Unique Leaders Live, Lisa Patrick. Hello, Megan. I was just trying to do my share in the back frantically. (laughs) You do whatever. We are open here. This is whatever, you know, it is just about you, my friend, just totally about you. So, uh, but you know, as I said in the intro, this is uh, also, actually I left out that tomorrow we do a replay and then it goes on to uh, the podcast platforms on Tuesday. So ample time to share it out. So It'll be. Well, let's uh, try. Let, let's try to get it while we're doing this live. Okay. That's okay. even better. So just a minute here now. How come? It's well, actually, recording? actually, this is not live. It's recorded. Okay, live recorded. Gotcha. That's why I can't find it. Exactly. That's. Oh, okay. yeah. It hit me when you said that. So, <laughs> so this Very is a good. sneak peek, unless it's edited out. That this is a we record. You know, and Lisa, it used to be live. It was, and that's why it yeah. was called. And but you know, I didn't change unique leaders live. I mean, I didn't take the word live out because uh, it's live on Friday. You know, exactly. and and so therefore, and it's up on YouTube. Everything I said in the intro, uh, but we found that it was so much easier. Uh, Friday afternoons is tough for people, and so uh, it just became a very difficult thing. So we started maybe six, eight months ago recording it, and it made it such an easier thing for everyone. So, so folks, that's a sneak peek if we don't take that out. So, <laughs> but, but you know, that is what's the great thing. Johnny Carson used to say that all the time, right? This is live TV, you know, yep. whenever something happens. So, so with that said, uh, do share a little bit about you, Lisa, the little sure, girl, sure. Lisa, where you started your journey and wh- what led you to today. Sure. So uh, I grew up uh, the daughter to two amazing parents. Uh, my father is a retired Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And my mom was a nurse. And in the 70s, he decided to buy a farm. I'm the only child 
I'm a farmer's daughter. So I truly learned the art of entrepreneurship and hard work at a very young age. Although my parents say that I wasn't worked very hard, I remember many a times, you know, being having to get up early or coming home relatively late in the evening on a on a Saturday night having to get up in the morning to go pick rock or do whatever. So so I have very humble beginnings uh born a Canadian uh and from small town in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And I uh, moved after I graduated from high school I moved to Alberta to take my law enforcement training because I had aspirations to become uh, a Royal Canadian Mounted Police and ended up at the city of uh of Edmonton uh, Police Department for about six months, worked in sex crimes and went, this is not where I want to be. So I went back to school. And while I was in school, I started working for a private investigation firm. And uh, I decided that I didn't like how they did things and that I would could do it better uh, and started my own private investigation firm. And that was really my first start of entrepreneurship outside of the farm, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never looked back. I've never worked for anybody. Like I said, I worked for somebody for about six months and have never been back as an employee since. So it's been an interesting journey and a ride along the way. And where do you live currently? I live in Edmonton, Alberta. Still, you still live there. Yes. Okay. Still. Okay, and that's Mountain Not forever, Time. though. Um, well, that we'll go into that. Um, so, but it's uh, um, cold. It is cold right now. Yes, okay. that's why I don't know that I want to live here in the winter months. But yeah. anyways, yeah. yeah. So, so private investigation. Wow, that is such an interesting thing. Am I? And I did, of course, know this. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm thinking to myself: uh, A, you're a woman. And B, um, how, um, I wouldn't say necessarily risky, but how about danger? How about danger in your life? And yeah, I never really, play into, and, and, yeah, and, I never really thought about that at all, quite honestly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely. So when I took my law enforcement training, that was in the 90s. Um, and I was one of three women. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely a majority of men, but I've always really, truly been in a more male dominated, uh, working environment than I have with a female dominated. So I don't know if that's just my nature or if that just is where I've gravitated to, but, um, yeah, danger was never really something I ever really thought about quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're trained, uh, to really be observant beyond the obvious that's around you to know your surroundings. And I really think that that type of training has really given me a gift of uniqueness in bi- in the business world. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't just look at things, right. I look through things and I look mm-hmm. beyond the obvious, you know, I mm-hmm. believe that, the magic is in the mess. And more importantly, it's usually on the outside uh, of what we're looking at. But we're so busy in our businesses, right, Megan? If mm-hmm. we're for a leader, we're so busy leading, we're so caught up in the day to day that it is sometimes very difficult to see the outside. It's kind of like when friends divorce, right? And then afterwards, they have this magnificent amount of clarity about their spouse or their relationship. But we have seen it all along, right? But we're on the outside looking in not on the yeah. inside looking out yeah so interesting yes and so uh, true because as, as you referred I ran a business for almost 20 years uh, with uh, sometimes 15 to 18 20 employees 
And yeah. you were so involved in that inside, but you step outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, very interesting point. Speaking yeah. of that, do you have employees in your business? Uh, so most of my uh, are subcontractors, actually. So I have no employees and I actually don't like the employee model just mm-hmm. in the business I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the subcontracting model. So I have uh, seven subcontractors that work for me now. Oh, that's that's very, again, very wise to do that. And uh, having sold my brick and mortar last year, thinking through all of that, that model is so much more yeah. advantageous in building wealth for yourself well it's just different it's, it's just different right i'm fortunate yes. in that way but you know in the work uh, that we do with belongify and the companies that we work with there i mean they have 200 500 000, 15 000 employees mm-hmm. so employees and having that workforce yes. it just all depends on what service you're in or what product or, or business mm-hmm. you're in which vertical mm-hmm. right now uh, Ca- uh, canada um you know i live in texas outside of Austin. And uh, I am from New York. um, So I'm a New York girl deep in the heart of Texas here, uh, but for a long time. So uh, it's an interesting dichotomy, though, because I I live here and I look at what's going on there. And I have a daughter who now lives in Toronto. Um, So um, a couple of questions about this. So with that, how is this whole um, last 18 months to two years affecting your business with these large corporations? Yeah, so interestingly, so I have um, I'm invested in several different businesses. And so the one business that I'll, I'll refer to to your question, Megan, is Belongify. And when we started that business, I started it with a gentleman by the name of Lauren Rubis. And Lauren Rubis is a, is a culture disruptor, culture amplifier. He's been in corporate America for, you know, 40 some years mm-hmm. and really crafted his um, niche around culture and, and creating greater conditions for people to belong and thrive. Uh, He teaches at Harvard now. And when we started talking about Belongify, it was pre-pandemic. And so there was a whisper in corporate about having remote working, having hybrid teams. What does that look like? How do you support that? How do you support that and create connection Mm -hmm. amongst the teams when you are remote or you're hybrid? And we launched the company and COVID hit. Mm. Now all of a sudden we are in a completely remote environment. And not only how do we navigate the fact that we have to be remote and doesn't matter both sides of the border, right? Megan, same things happening, you know, COVID knows no boundaries, right? Knows no borders. Mm -hmm. Um, And how do you navigate that? Not only to, for productivity purposes, but also how do you create connection? How do you really create a culture of sustainability, adaptability, and more importantly, connection? Mm -hmm. And how do you do that virtually when so many people uh, were in corporate who were, you know, it was the water cooler conversations. It was the collisions that occur, you know, in the hallways and at the front door and when you leave. And, And so Belongify really, you know, stepped up to to really make uh, or to, I, I guess, accept the challenge. And uh, that's been an exciting adventure, truly. So what you're saying is that they, as a company, you and your colleague, are uh, not only adapting, 
but are really adopters. I mean, you're adopting and bringing other people along with other uh, dynamics of that. Absolutely. Well, you know what? The DEI equation is it's not broken, but it's not complete. We need belonging, Mm -hmm. right? We want to be, we're women. Megan, you and I are both women, clearly. I mean, I don't think we need to tell people that. So we want to be invited to the table. We want to be included, but we want to be invited and included and asked to contribute because Mm -hmm. we have value at that table, not because we're diverse and it's an inclusive table, but because we belong there. Yes. Yes. Everybody wants to belong. Mm -hmm. And I think the best leaders, the most unique leaders recognize that in order for people to belong and thrive Mm -hmm. they have to show up and be real and be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. have some emotional intelligence i mean look at the company better who just laid off 900 employees did you hear about that i did i did now that is not a company where people feel like they belong exactly yes Yes. I was thinking about that. If you did a, a, not even a deep dive, but a surface dive into that company, there were uh, problems in River City there already. You could, yeah, I'm sure. But yes, how cold and heartless to do that. It's uh, a different time. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, the the media doesn't give us all all the, the particulars of the story, right? So I always like to say, you know, there's always, it's like, it's like a divorce. There's always two sides to the story and, and the truth is somewhere in between, right? Yes. Yes. But um, they're a good example of, you know, I I wrote a, a white paper here probably about six months ago about personal brands within organizations. Mm-hmm. And here is a perfect example about how a company could have asked people to leave in a unique way, uh, especially from the leadership that still was done with dignity, done with respect. And rather than having 900 people on social media being absolutely, you know, not kind you could have 900 advocates talking about the better brand and a unique and diverse and inclusive way of asking somebody to leave because lots of companies don't do that well. There's so many thoughts and ideas from what you just said, (laughs) but uh, let's go go back a teeny bit to um, when you got into, and when you started your first company after mm-hmm. saying, I'm not, this is not for me to yeah. be an employee. Let's go back to there for a minute, because what my brain is going to, and I'm always thinking about our viewers, our listeners, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always Absolutely. thinking about that. And I'm like, Without you said, them, we wouldn't have a show. Exactly. But for our listeners, we are women. And so uh, viewers, they can see that. Uh, with that said, and when I started my first business, it was in 1992, mm-hmm. and um, I was in my early 40s. And I, though pri- uh, prior to that, I worked for a um, national company from the beauty industry and worked in national sales. And all of the uh, uh, reps, uh, rep companies, which covered the United States, were men. Yeah. So yeah. I spent all my time with men. I traveled, you know, from Monday through Friday, and I was with guys, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so when I started my own business, of course, I went back into that genre because back in the '90s there was no social media, there was no yeah. Google, and so <laughs> no podcast. I mean, well, there was internet, but it was uh, it was a dial-up process. 
I didn't, trust me, I didn't know about that, you know, <laughs> but, but from no websites, meaning that it just, yeah. what we know today from a marketing position didn't exist. So of course I went back into that because it was either retail or wholesale. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I bring that history up only because I'm a, a little older than you, but, or a lot older than you, but the point is that we're both women and we're both entrepreneurs. And we didn't want to, uh, we wanted to create. That was my passion mm-hmm. to create. Um, and then take it to market and help others in their um, ascertaining their dreams, goals, and desires. So uh, you as well. And so with the, but the line of um, career you were in, did you, you said you were uh, with women, excuse me, a 90, 100% with men, but have you seen a, that change and if you haven't, why do you think not? And where do you see like today, because there's no boundaries, as you said, where, where do you see it going in your uh, industry? So um, it's kind of, it's kind of a, if I understand correctly, you're asking me, is my life now, my business life now surrounded by majority men or majority women is that what well, you're asking yes basically like the evolution of that meaning when you yeah. started with all men are there more women in the, the oh i have way work? more women in my life now than mm-hmm. i ever did uh, it early in my career 100 mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. question about it um but there's a lot of women in entrepreneurship right uh there's a lot of that's you know i'm no longer in this male dominated industry mm-hmm. i'm in a industry that everyone and anyone gets to play ball it's whether mm-hmm. you want to show up or not right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i think now you know i have a lot of you know i have shows like i do a podcast and i have mm-hmm you know, just as many women as I do men, um, Mm -hmm. show up. However, I will say, uh, for the most part though, I seem to still gravitate towards, uh, more male dominated industries or male dominated relationships. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know if that's for any particular reason other than that just happens to be the way that it is. But, Mm um, you know, I just, there's, I love everything about people mm-hmm. and I love everything about business mm-hmm. and my world revolves around those two things. And, you know, I don't believe in a work-life balance. I believe in work-life integration and I believe it's our responsibility, yours and mine to determine what does that chemistry equation look like mm-hmm. uh, as far as how much is integrated back and forth and what works for me might not work for you. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same with all our relationships, regardless of the, of the sex or orientation mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. I, and that is why I'd like, very clearly. And I talk about that with my propelled business and life activation, because there has to be that integration, or as our friend Sharon Lecter says, you've just mm-hmm. created a job for yourself. And, and so it, there has to be that cognition of how you're balancing that. Do me Absolutely. a favor, do me a favor though, because I, if I'm thinking this uh, or in my uh, mind about this question, I know that others are. So I understand what a private detective does, but how do you integrate that into business? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's really about becoming more aware. So I wrote the book, actually. 
I thought I had it here, but maybe I don't. Uh, Intelligent Curiosity with Jim Cathcart. And that really was the reason that that book came about. Well, there's a number of reasons, but the reason that Jim and I wrote it together was because he said to me, Lisa, you can bring a really unique perspective to mm-hmm. the art of curiosity, to the art of finding more, because I look at things slightly differently. I ask questions that other people typically wouldn't ask. Mm-hmm. I over communicate, like over communicate my listening skills. Um, and I look beyond the obvious, right? So I think most people, you open the fridge door and you look for the ketchup, you see what's in front, but you don't look what's behind, right? right? And men are very good at that, by the way. <laughs> but uh, but it, again, it's really becoming more aware of your surroundings. And it's not just what's in front of you. Like I said, it's what's at the edges. It's looking in the mess because mm-hmm. in the mess is where the magic is. But most mm-hmm. people are afraid to look in the mess. Wow. Wow. So this book was recently uh, uh, published, correct? Yep. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you and can find it on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. And yeah. that'll be in the show notes and people can find that. And uh, because I think that is such a, oh my gosh, the essence of that, not just the ketchup bottle analogy, but just looking at things, not just from the black and white in front of your nose, but around, I say, yeah. in the box, out of the box, around the box, yeah. and taking the time to do that. Right. So from your professional experience, uh, with thousands of a uh, company or many companies and thousands of people and working with these, how many people would you say percentage wise, just because of how they a were brought up and how they, uh, you know, run their lives, look at life that way around the box, out of the box. Oh boy. Well, the, we wrote the book for a reason because <laughs> most people think about curiosity, right? We think about curious about asking questions and, you know, mm-hmm. the normal mainstream of curiosity, but intelligent curiosity isn't curiosity at the regular of how we look at it. It's about being intentional. It's about mm-hmm. being strategic. It's about being focused right on not just what, like I said, what's in front of you, but what's around you and and the rules of engagement look differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we really want to, it's a skill that can be learned Mm -hmm. clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, But we really want to be intentional about why do we do what we do and how do we do it and what is the end result? But more importantly, it's just not the end result. It's that. And then what answering. So now we've found this, but, and then what, and then what, And it's about pushing yourself past those boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. You know, not limiting beliefs, but limiting ability to see more. And when you open your idea, you open your mind to that opportunity, to the possibility of Mm -hmm. what else, that changes absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that word intention is such a key word because it's about... Uh, really looking at something from so many different eyes. I mean, it's your mind's eye, but you're looking at it. How is it affecting everything? You know, I look at, I call it my chessboard. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect, it's just like a game of chess. Who's the pawn? Who's the rook? Who's the queen? Who's the king, right? Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I think too, it's really about making sure that you, um, 
are not living in comparison to something else as well, right? Very good point, Lisa. Like, I think that's really important as well. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that this season, though, I mean, in every negative, there comes a positive. Um, and that, you know, again, Sharon Lecter, that's one of her favorite quotes. I'm not quoting it exactly, but out of uh, every negative comes, you know, many positives. Um yeah from Napoleon Hill. Uh, I, I think would... what's important about that though, too, is, is, uh, is a huge fan of Sharon is a lot of people aren't willing to find the positive. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we default typically our mind tends to default to the negative, right? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, why didn't that person call me? Well, rather than saying, you know, thinking about, well, why didn't they call me? They didn't call me because maybe they're, you know, they're just playing busy. You know, maybe exactly. they're cooking, maybe they're right. But we tend to, our mind starts to play to the negative, like, well, mm -hmm. they don't like us while well, they're, mm -hmm. they're avoiding us. Right. So we have to retrain how we think so that we're not looking at the negative. We're trying to find the positive, the silver lining. Now it may not be the reality in some particular cases, mm -hmm. but life would be a lot easier if we lived from that lens. Yes, because uh, what you're saying is most people are I-centric versus global-centric or, or uh, we-centric. And yeah, they're yeah. like you said, why didn't they call? Well, like you said, they're busy, you know, exactly. had nothing to do with you. So it is. So do you look at this, um, and like you shared earlier about your, your uh, partner and your company that you're working with, what is the name of the company again? Uh, that particular company is Belongify. 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 Yeah. And so um, I, you reference this, but not just Belongify, but do you see um, with what is going on in the world, um, is there, I mean, and I'm not God and do not purport to ever be so, but <laughs> ever, but do you see a, an awakening from this mess? I, I do. You know awakening. what? I do. I believe... I really believe, uh, and you'd see it more than I would, Megan, only because of our geographical location. We're still not completely you yes. know, open um, yes. here because of COVID. But I went to an event here not too long ago. It was last week. Uh, my girlfriend's daughter actually won an award. Uh, she plays uh, university level for rugby. And I sat there for you know, a good 10, 15 minutes, and I looked around the room. And the hum, like I shut my eyes and I just listened. The hum of the energy in the room was beyond imaginable mm -hmm. because it was the first time really many of us had mm -hmm. been in a room together collectively mm -hmm. having conversations, real conversations with each other, right? Yes, we've got the masks and what have you. That's whatever here nor there. But, right. you know, people are hugging and they're talking. And mm -hmm. when I talked to my daughter's or to my um, girlfriend's daughter, she said that was the rec the most people they'd ever had to that awards banquet. Really? Because people mm -hmm. are craving connection. Mm -hmm. yes. We are yes. human beings that need to thrive and survive on human touch yes. and as much as this virtually but imagine megan on the day that we get to meet the mm -hmm. hug and the embrace that we will exactly. have right exactly yes there's no words there's no you know this is great and it, mm -hmm. it serves a purpose mm -hmm. but it is not a, no. it is not to the value of uh, human touch 
I went into a store which is called Hobby Lobby here, and I'm sure it's not in Canada, but uh, I've never but heard of it. No, but it's um, really well done. Uh, the guy that owns it is a it's a chain here in the Southwest, but it has home decor things right. and at a good value, and so they have really good Christmas stuff or holiday stuff yeah. every year, yeah. all throughout the year. Anyway, I went in though because I have a fabulous fabric area with great thread and I needed some weird colored thread. So I went in there just for thread and I walked in and there was nothing on the shelves. This yeah. was Saturday, the third or fourth or whatever day that was of December. I walked in, I was like, Oh yeah. my God. And I, when I checked out with my thread, I said to the uh, young lady, I said, this is amazingly crazy. She goes, it's been nuts. I said, do you think that people think that this is possibly going to be the last Christmas or, or like you said, they haven't been together. And so they are just celebrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like to believe, I, I want to say that the glass is half old, not half yes, empty. I don't I think it's our last Christmas. No, no, no. I'm, it's definitely I'm, not going to be the Christmas that it was last year. Um, <laughs> But again, I think that people are just trying to find ways to connect with each other in any way, short, short, whether that's shopping, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and people are thinking differently about their habits as yes, well. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, mm -hmm. are we, you know, I'm more intentional here about the shopping that I do and making sure that I'm supporting small business locally yes. as opposed to big box. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably the scenario, or I'd like to believe that that's the scenario that happened with that particular store. Absolutely. And health, wellness. There's so many things yeah. that we're rethinking. So let's yeah. talk as before we close. And my final question, um, you referenced earlier that um, you're questioning, I don't know if that's the correct word, but uh, where you might evolve to. Mm -hmm. uh, so do share a little bit about that. Um, and, and and have you yeah. done a book tour yet? Probably not. No, so that's no. Not no, and I don't know that there'll be a book tour in the, in the, we'll see what happens. I do plan to come stateside in January. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to, and, and I'm coming Austin way. It seems like everybody I talk to these days lives in Austin. I like, I don't know what's going on. So, but um, I, I, you know, pre COVID, I was just starting to really do a lot more public speaking uh, mm -hmm. and attending events. Um, from a, from a speaking perspective. And so I'd like to get back to doing that again, but I'm not your typical keynote speaker. I don't like the keynotes actually. I love the, you know, let's sit down, you know, side by side on a chair and let's have a conversation. Let's invite the audience to, to have, you know, belong with us. I hate right. to use that word, but it seems appropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and have those, those types of conversations. I, I'm not that keynote speaker. I, I don't even enjoy keynotes, quite honestly. Somebody standing from this, from the stage and, and blow horning, you know, and you <laughs> just don't have that ability to not saying that they're bad and, and nothing against people who keynote, sure, sure. just not my cup of tea. So I do really want to start to do much more of that, uh, both mm -hmm. here in Canada and in the U S. 
Great, great. So do you feel that you might move to the States or to a warmer climate? Or uh, Yeah, oh, for sure. At, at some mm-hmm. point, I have twin daughters and they're 16 right mm-hmm. now. They're in grade 11. So, so I've got one more year before they're grade 12. So definitely won't be moving anywhere before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, would never give up my Canadian citizenship mm-hmm. either. So, But being across the border six months of the year, mm, that sounds... Right about now when I look outside the window and it's so cold, sounds like a really good idea. Maybe yeah. Austin's the place to go. <laughs> you know what uh, What I do like, as I shared, I'm from originally from New York and I will not ever go back to the snow and the ice. I just won't. Yeah. Will not. But uh, there is a change of, uh, like yesterday was a typical Texas day for us uh, listening and watching around the world. Um, it was about 75 degrees in the morning. Uh, remember, this is December. And then you could feel a cold front because it was very humid. Then it rained torrentially, stopped raining. Sun came out and it was uh, like 50 degrees. (laughs) Sounds like Vancouver, Alberta. (laughs) It's like that, but that's Texas. You know, it's like, okay, what are we going to be today? So, but it's, it's very diverse and it's uh, beautiful. There's some beauty to the hill country and the like. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unique area. So I have enjoyed, I've lived here uh, for about 17, 18 years now from Fort oh, Worth, where I, when I first moved from New York to Texas in 1987. So what, Megan, what brought you to, to Texas? Like a job, a job, okay, a job. Um, but, but there was ulterior motive in taking that job when I was recruited. Um, uh, my early career was in the fashion industry and I went That's into true. the wholesale uh, beauty industry in the early eighties and worked for a right. national company, as I said earlier. And so, but I'd never forgotten this dream, Lisa, that I said, someday I'm going to create, I didn't really know specifically, I thought it was going to be fashion, but I knew as time went on, that was not going to be. So when I went into the beauty world, um, I said down the road and I'm middle, right smack dab in the baby boomer generation. So I said, you know, I'm going to do a skincare line. Well, again, there was no Mr. Google to call, you know, or so forth. Exactly. I mean, and the Encyclopedia Britannica was pretty limited on how to create a skincare line. Exactly. <laughs> so when Alcon Laboratories um, knocked on my door uh, to, uh, you know, basically interview for this position of national sales and marketing director, they had bought a small lab of hair care products like a Rogaine or Nioxin yeah. or hair scalp problems, but they wanted to expand it and repackage, reposition it. And so uh, they recruited. So the ulterior motive was that I wanted to be able to hang out with sophisticated chemists to learn about how to put ingredients, how to put a product together. So it was a great experience. And I moved to Texas, as I said, with one of my daughters, Um, she was 11, so she had no choice. And um, so she came with me. My older girl was in uh, senior of high school. So she finished in New York and then went to college in Colorado. And um, so, the, yeah, that's what brought me here. But and wow. I'm still here because there's a lot of positive, not just Austin, but the state itself is a yeah. is a very yeah. good, solid state run very yeah. well. I've been to Houston. I've been to Dallas, but I've just never been to Austin. So that's the next stop. Good. Well, well, now you know I'm here. So that's absolutely. Well, you know, as we, you know, there's so much more. I'd love to delve into your book. Uh, I absolutely am going to purchase that because curiosity. um, I'll send it to you. You just have to give me your address. Okay. Because that is one of the reasons I do this unique leaders. 
because I want people to know others. Because yeah. people that fascinate me, I want them to know. And I want people to know that it's in that asking a question, get out of your own way, as you said earlier, just yeah. really own that what your heart is and what you're sharing and uh, explore. So I ask everyone this question as we close. And again, it's from Sharon. I'm mentioning she a lot today, um, but it's from Three Feet from Gold. And I'm sure you've read Three Feet from Gold. And uh, for our folks that haven't, you know, it's a great book. It's a, it's a tremendous message of not giving up. And it's about yeah. a guy that uh, had gold fever, came out west, bought a piece of property in the beginning of it. And then it was, you know, other autobiographical about Greg Reed's life. But he bought some property, chiseled away, was seeking his gold and gave up, sold it to the town person. And that person in three feet struck gold. Well, Sharon, through this book, has created her success formula, which she uses in many things. Yeah. And it is passion plus talent times association times action plus faith equals success. Now, I'm not going to ask you all that, but what is Lisa Patrick's passion and what is your talent? My passion is people. Uh, it really, really is. I love to help others move forward in their greatness. Mm -hmm. And it's not about standing in my greatness. It's about being in their greatness. And I think we all, when we get clarity, uh, regardless of what it happens to be, if there's a roadblock, a stumble, whatever it may happen to be, we just, we're even more great. We have so much potential that's untapped. And so I wake up every single morning, truly, I know that's a cliche, but I do wake up every single morning excited about what type of greatness is going to evolve today? And that's what lights my fire, both, you know, personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, that work-life balance, mm -hmm. it's that excitement for the day to create. Yep. Yes. And what is your talent? <laughs> uh, well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I just ha I have a real unique ability to truly see um, what others can't, even when you're a visionary or you're an integrator, I can see, uh, here and then, sorry, I can see here and then I can see here, but I can see beyond, mm -hmm. but seeing is one thing, but understanding how to integrate the systems and the processes to actually get you to that next level. That's mm -hmm. my unique ability. That's your superpower. And that's what has created your career. Uh, I see yeah. it there. Yes. I mean, yeah. I thought so, but uh, that is yeah. it right there. Yeah. To yeah. integrate all of that. Yes, I can see right. that. Yes. I think that all um, creatives who are entrepreneurs, because a lot of entrepreneurs are not creative, uh, yes. but creative entrepreneurs, they that is, I think, their superpower, that they can see and then integrate it and help others. Well, I read a really great book by Gina Wickman. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's called Rocket Fuel. Have you ever read oh, it? it was I've heard, I have not, but I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. And he wrote, I mean, he's wrote Traction, like mm -hmm. the EOS and what have you. But Rocket Fuel was profound for me because it really, really um, defined that I am unique in many ways. And I'm not like, I'm just being very transparent. Mm -hmm. I always thought I was a visionary. Mm -hmm. 
And then when I read the book, I recognized that I wasn't just visionary. I had the ability to be an integrator as well. Mm -hmm. And I can run from both of both of those gamuts. And that's unique because mm -hmm. either you're most people are either you, they're visionary. So they're the CEO mm -hmm. of the company, they're the vision driver, or they're the integrator, the, you know, the chief operation officer, yes. whatever. but not often can you be both or play roles in both. And so I think that gives me opportunity and insights that uh, help me um, provide clarity for others. Yes, yes. Do you, uh, and I'm going off on what you're just saying, is I'm thinking of others. Was Steve Jobs a, would you say, a true visionary? Oh, 100%. Right? 100% yeah. true yeah. visionary. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he could integrate as well. Uh, no, he always left the integration. He stayed, he truly okay. stayed in his lane. Okay. And I can't remember the gentleman's name who was a CEO yeah. or his right hand off right. the top of my head. But that's why it was such a yin and a yang, right? Mm -hmm. And there are a few, you really need to understand the mm -hmm. role and trust the other person. You need to trust your oh, group yes. oh, yes. to really do their job and to do it well and with the right intention. Mm -hmm. And the coup really needs to understand what mm -hmm. the visionary is trying to accomplish yes. and make make it happen for them. Let's do a let's do a um I was listening to someone today on Clubhouse, Kim Walsh Phillips talking about uh summits. And she was talking about how summits are great because you then can repurpose the material. Yeah. Um, and But just in that point, right there, what you're talking about, I'm going to order that book. I'm going to read yours and Rocket Fuel. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. It, it, and, and the great thing that Gino does, uh, and I, I recommend this book a lot to most people because some people think they're actually the visionary and they're not. Mm -hmm. And some people think they're the integrator and they're really not the integrator. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, but what he does really, really well, uh, Megan, is he actually gives you exercises to go through so mm -hmm. that you, at the end of the book, you know, emphatically whether you are the visionary or you're the integrator or where you are in between. Well, wow. Okay. Excellent. Well, so when are you coming to Austin? What did you say? I'm hoping the end of January. At the end of January. We'll, we'll I, thought, touch. I thought you said January, but I, yeah. I want to make sure. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for well, joining us you. today. And I know that our uh, listeners, viewers are going to truly, we you've given not only nuggets of information, but concrete, your book, and then the rocket fuel. I mean, true, uh, really true, not just your story which no. unique leaders is that's boring, but also very, yes, very <laughs> tangible. Huh? What'd you say? I said, that's boring. Oh, no, yeah. I don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> well, no, you're I think that's why I don't like keynotes because every this, like I am truly an introvert. I can be an extrovert when I need to be, but I think that's why I don't like to do keynotes because all the attention's on me. I don't want it to be on me. I want it to be on the audience. I want it to be on who's beside me, right? Yeah, because you said, well, you said it best a minute ago when your talent, meaning helping others, I mean, you've said it throughout this um, conversation, meaning that it's about helping others, um, you know, not only start, but continue on, find their passion and purpose. Yep. So it's, oh yes. I mean, someone asked me who was my avatar and I said, mm, Kermit the Frog. And and the person was like, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I mean, I, he's an, I, I said, you know, he's a, um, 
introverted uh, loudmouth. <laughs> so, and so, like yeah. you said, you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm a reserved loudmouth. So I'm not the one that's going to barge in and take over the uh, the whole show. But uh, you know, but I have the the ability to be a loudmouth. So, so Kermit the Frog. Yes, it has been. Uh, like my life has been enriched by knowing you, Megan. Thank you oh, for this opportunity. Thank you. thank you so much. Well, have a wonderful holiday. Thank you, love. And you I'll too. see you soon. Be blessed. Bye. See you Bye-bye. in January. Okey-doke. Thank you, love. So thank you. I was just about to say, you know, uh, move on. And, it, you know, it's so funny. That's what I love about live is that those moments in time and I'm my brain. No, I'm going to be transparent here. My brain is with Lisa. I was thinking about writing down rocket fuel, honestly. But thank you so much for joining us today on Unique Leaders Live. And at you on the podcast, what I was doing is getting off my stool. And my producer said, uh, girl, you're not finished yet. So that was what that pause was. But I was truly wanting to write down rocket fuel. And with that, I thank you for joining Lisa and I today. I know that her story... Her unique story of not only being um, a child of a wow, a mounted police, goodness, but just taking that and going onto the police force and then starting her own um, business in private investigation, but didn't stop there. And using her integrative talents, and I use that word because she's used it throughout, of just helping others uh, and businesses that she's worked hand in glove with and helping their. Um, employee staff to be the best they, they can be. So do share this out on all the social media, your social media platforms, go to uh, YouTube, subscribe, please subscribe because that helps the algorithm, but more importantly, it helps others find Unique Leaders Live, where we have interviewed so many amazing people and their stories as well. And then uh, coming Tuesday, the uh, interview will be on all the podcasts. Uh, casting platforms. So share this out, go to YouTube, go to uh, iTunes, subscribe, the other podcasting platforms. And then my book that I've referenced a few times, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon is on Amazon, but it is also my gift to you on my MeganDiMartino.com where you would uh, get, just put your information in and receive the ebook at no charge. There's also an audio book there as well. You can follow me on Instagram, put in hope and you'll receive the book. Again, the same difference, an ebook and the, um, it will take you over also if you want to purchase the audio book as well. So that is there, but the subheading of the book is it's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And that truly is correct, folks. No matter where you are today, wherever um, endeavors you are, we spoke today about a company uh, uh, just letting go 900 people the other day uh, on Zoom, no less. But those people don't understand today, but they will understand soon that there is hope and infinite possibilities just over the horizon. But you have to start and then build it and and sustain it. But it's about going within and understanding what your dreams, goals, aspirations are. I have a masterclass coming up on the 28th. Um, and so you would go to propel.business 
uh, forward slash masterclass, and then just sign up for that masterclass. And it is basically about my course that's coming, which is called Propel, Business and Life Activation. Lisa and I spoke about integrating your work-life together because it needs to be integrated because one does not uh, work without the other. So that's why these people are going to see down the road, hopefully soon, that this is just the opportunity to begin again and utilize all the skills that they have learned and built over these many years. So I hope that you are um, resonating with this hope and possibilities. Do join me on Clubhouse on Tuesday at 5 Central for my uh, club, which is called Hope and Possibility, but the room is HeartLink. My heart is linked with yours, helping you to see that it is never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And that propel will propel you to, but you have to identify and that's one of my five C's. I'm not going to go into this master class here, but join me on December 28th at 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Eastern for the master class. And we're going to go into clarity because that's going to help you build 2022. Have a wonderful weekend. And I will see you next Friday for another wonderful Unique Leaders Live segment. And be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.